Owning a home is still the American dream, but it comes with plenty of emotional and financial challenges. Join real estate broker Ron Evans each week as he shares the latest industry and local real estate market news through interviews with other agents and industry professionals. If you're confused about today's real estate market or just want to understand the home buying and selling process, this show is for you. Here's your host, Ron Evans. Hi, welcome. My name is Ron Evans, and uh, this is going to be my first podcast episode, video and audio. Uh, the video will be all uploaded to my YouTube channel and the audio will have a direct link. Um, it is going to be ronevansrealestate.com. You should be able to just click on that link and go straight to my podcast for the audio section. So anyway, in this first episode, um, this is all going to be basic real estate 101. We're going to be talking about things for sellers, things for buyers, Things for first-time homeowners, um, things for ongoing homeowners that you might want to uh, check into, and uh, things for investment. Lots of different topics I, I want to cover. Um, I'm hoping to add one to two episodes a week um, and really build this up. And um, if you come across this, stumble across this, please um, provide some feedback. There's comments available down below. You can ask questions for future episodes, and I'll be happy to um, custom tailor those. So hopefully as we get going and, and go throughout the episodes, the technology will get better. Um, I'll get better. Um, I'm going to be bringing on some guests from time to time. Uh, but these first few episodes are probably just going to be me kind of going over some things. And uh, yeah, so let's just kick it off. What I really want to talk about today uh, is something that's pretty important right now in our market. Um, because we are in such a limited supply and high demand, um, if you're out there trying to buy a home right now, you've probably already experienced this. If you're thinking about selling your home because maybe you want to move, uh, move up, uh, move down, uh, relocate somewhere, and you're just so worried about how everything's going to go because of uh, the craziness of the market, um, I kind of want to go over some things. Uh, it's from a, a recent blog post that I've, I've created and, and put up on my website. And I just kind of want to talk about it here and, uh, and give people an opportunity to, uh, to shout back. So this is all about information and tips on being able to buy a home and sell your home at the same time. Uh, because quite honestly, if you're in that position, you're going to have to take the leap. Um, you're not going to be able to get away with a contingent home purchase in our market today. Um, you're going to have to have a really good agent who understands the selling and the buying in this market, number one, and, um, and then follow these steps or some of this guidance, and uh, you, should, you should come out okay. It's going to be uber stressful and uh, possibly a little bit painful mentally and emotionally. Um, but it can be done. So anyway, let's, let's just go over this. Um, the biggest question uh, that I get today from anyone that I'm talking to that's has a home that they need to sell in order to buy um, or would like to, to, to buy and they have a home is what will I do if I sell my house before I'm able to buy a new one? 
And again, like I said, this is like a real concern right now because there's such a shortage. Here in my area alone, we're probably less than 40% of the available homes that we need to have on market just to be at a at an on-par market or a level market. Um, so it's still an extreme seller's market, even as we go into the into fourth quarter here. So uh, my tip number one, and there's nine tips here that I've come up with. Tip number one, flex your muscles as a seller. Because we're in such a competitive market, um, buyers are more than willing to make extra concessions that they wouldn't normally make. And this is all part of the negotiation process as we go to sell your home so that you can purchase another home. It is very, very reasonable that in today's market, we can get a buyer to offer a rent back of maybe 30 days, 60 days. I've gotten as much as 90 to 120 days. Um, and not only have I gotten the 90 to 120 days of rent back, I've gotten a large portion or if not all of it to be free. Um, buyers are willing to A, overpay and B, do what they can for the seller to ensure that their offer is going to get accepted and that your home will become their new home. So that's tip number one. Don't be afraid to flex your muscles as a seller. Um, it's not exploiting if everyone is, you know, knows that this is kind of what's going on. Um, yeah, and we can get into more of that at another time, but basically you can get a rent back of pretty much any amount of time that you need in this market. Tip number two, you should also open your mind to some short-term housing options. So, and what I mean there is, is maybe the best offer on your home that we get is someone that can't provide a rent back, but their offer is just so fantastic. They're willing to pay exponentially more than any other offers that we've had on the table that could provide a rent back. Well, once we have you in escrow, that's when we can really start the buying process for you in essence. Um, so it's not out of the realm of possibility to maybe need to be open to some short-term housing options, um, maybe 30 days at an Airbnb or finding some other short-term rental, which we can do. It's not easy, but we can do that. It's just a little added challenge, but you need to be open to that. It sucks to have to maybe move twice, but if it means the difference, you know, in an extra three, five, 10%, uh, on, a, on the sale, you know, in the, in the purchase of your, or sale of your home, uh, sales price of your home, it might be worth the headache of, of doing that and, and going through that. So um, that's tip number two, open your mind to short-term housing options. Tip number three, if tip one and tip two fall, for, uh, fall flat, tip number three, embrace the idea of selling now and buying later. Like I said, this is all extremely stressful trying to time this out, no matter how it goes. Maybe you just get the mindset of, you know what, let's just go ahead and sell. And maybe we're going to rent for a little bit longer term, six months, nine months, a year, um, and sit on our cash and see what happens with the market. Maybe the market flattens out and we can come out and, and hammer a deal at a later time. 
or I just want to do it for my own emotional stability. I can't handle uh, the ups and the downs and the ebbs and the, and the throws of, the, of selling and buying at the same time. But I do want to take advantage of the high market right now. So let's go ahead and sell. We'll find a place we can live, temp- uh, you know, a longer term temporary. Uh, and then we will hit the ground running again in another, you know, six months, nine months or a year. That is usually uh, a preferred method of, of a lot of people, especially if you've got families and you've got kids and you're trying to interrupt school and you've got vacations and everything you're, you're trying to, to uh, work around to just let's make one step today and then we'll tackle step two a little bit later on. Um, and we'll go from there. All right. <clears throat> the next question I always get that relates to this is what if I get stuck with two mortgages at the same time? That's a real concern. Um, and, you know, what if something does happen that I go to sell my home, I get into the purchase of a new home, somehow we work it with a lender that we can qualify to go ahead and buy the new home as we're still selling, we don't need to close. And then something happens with the sale and I'm stuck with my old home and I close on my new home and I've got two mortgages. Um, Let's talk about that. So um, it's definitely one of the most common concerns that we hear from buyers. Um, if you get, you don't want to get stuck into a situation where carrying dual mortgages for longer than you can absolutely handle with your budget and calculate the, so you really need to pencil out your budget and calculate the maximum number of months you can afford to pay both if it gets to that. If you simply can't afford to carry both mortgages at once, then selling before is going to be your best option. And we would go with one of those first three tips. Okay. Here's how we can streamline the the sales process, the selling process. These next tips are all about trying to get your home sold as quickly as possible. Tip number four. As you get ready to sell, simplify. You can easily streamline your sales timeline. If you only focus on the home renovation and tasks that matter most for selling your home quickly. For instance, in this type of a market, cleaning and decluttering, maybe adding a splash of paint here and there, minor fixes like cleaning off walls, uh, patching some holes and things like that are going to be enough and do enough to get the most attention and get the highest price from your, for your home. You don't necessarily in this market need to drain your bank account and do a full kitchen remodel, bathroom remodel, redo the whole backyard and everything. In this market, simpler works just fine. Um, inevitably you can go out and spend tens of thousands of dollars doing some more major improvements. And yeah, you might get a return on that investment of some, some sort, but what you've done is you've delayed the process of selling because it may take weeks to months to get all this work done to sell. And then what happens to the market? You're gambling on what's happening to the market. And are you still going to be selling at the peak or not? That's part of it. Number two, you've got to live through that renovation and maybe you do, maybe you don't. It may or may not be worth it to you financially to do that. And number three, 
what if you miscalculate the renovations you want to do and the buyer who wants to buy your home doesn't want to give you the money for those renovations because they're not their style? Um, that happens a lot more than you think. You show homes all the time to buyers and you can tell them six ways from Sunday how the, the seller over the last two years has spent $100,000 renovating and updating their home. And the buyer you take in there is like, yeah, well, I just want to gut it and start all over because this is not my style, but I, I like the layout or I like the location or what have you. So that ends up being a wasted cost that that, that seller put into it um, because they may not find the buyer that sees it the way they saw, the, you know, the, what they had planned. So simple is better, especially in this market. And there are just simple things we can do, easy things we can do to still get the most out of, your, out of the sale of your home. Tip number five, <clears throat> prep your paperwork. When I go to list a home for a client, not only am I going over a listing contract with them, but I'm actually going over everything that they're going to need. I have a checklist for them, a disclosure list for them, all the paperwork ready for them to start working on immediately, just, just getting the home ready to sell. Um, all the paperwork side of it, because that helps, that helps streamline everything and it makes it less stressful once we get into escrow. If you can sit down for a night or two and knock out all the disclosures and everything else that escrow is going to need, have, have if there's tax records needed, uh, lien holder records needed, all that, and, <clears throat> and have it prepped up front when we get into escrow, you can now just concentrate on buying the replacement home all the paperwork's there. It's a much smoother process. You're not having to concentrate back and forth on two different things, wear too many hats, and uh, you can trust the agent that you have hired um, and their team to just get everything done for you because you've prepared up front. Saves a ton of time, and there's less uh, hidden things that, that pop up when we do that. Again, that's something how I work. Um, not every agent does that. I wish they did, but... Um, that's, that is something that I do. Okay. Tip number six, ask about other contingencies that can be included in your contract. Okay. So this, there are always contingencies in every real estate contract, be it inspection, um, maybe a loan contingency or an appraisal contingency, depending on the area that you live or that you're buying and selling, you know, things can change a little bit from here to here to there. But for the most part, those are some of the things that are in there. You can add uh, a contingency in there and list your home and sell your home contingent upon finding a replacement home. That's, that is one thing you can do. Um, it's, not a difficult thing to add in there. It might scare away some buyers. It might scare away, scare away a buyer who is in the position that they need to buy now. Like they can't wait. They've been renting and saving their money. And now their, their reason for buying is that their landlord is selling off their home, right? So they, they have to buy. Um, they're not one of the main, the, the bulk of buyers out there right now are a little more casual on that aspect. Um, they, they can offer you a lot more upfront. Um, and offer you timelines and things because they've been sitting on their money. They sold their homes previously. They've got a lot of equity they're sitting on and they're in a little bit more of a flat, flexible thing. For those types of buyers, adding a contingency in there on, on uh, buying a home to sell your home is no big deal to them. 
so it's okay to use and, and I recommend using it if you really want to feel comfortable. Um, but just know that there are a couple types of buyers that it will backfire on and and, and you will eliminate. Um, but with the way the market is today, it's not a bad thing to try. Here's another question um, that has come up. What if I mess up my timing or burn out from all the stress? Kind of hit on a little bit of that here so far, but um, when you're in the pressure cooker of a home sale um, or you've been shopping for a home for a while in a, in, in a competitive market such as we're in, it can be super easy to get carried away by the stress and emotions. Now, I just mentioned it before, you're wearing too many hats. So to make sure you're on or in the right headspace um, for trying to buy a home and sell your home, it's really important that you take time to slow down, breathe, and delegate as much as possible. I mentioned before that uh, in one of the previous tips, you know, getting all that paperwork done up front puts you in the right headspace. It allows you to have your agent who's got a great team in place, you're delegating everything to your agent, me in this case, that we're gonna get all this stuff taken care of for you because we've prepared you for it. So keep that in mind. Tip number seven, relax and accept that compromise is inevitable. As with many things in life, buying and selling a home or anything in real estate at the end of the day is all about negotiation, right? So rather than worry about getting every detail right with your housing search or the sale of your home, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you just need to trust that things will work out eventually, even if it doesn't look like your plan A is coming, coming through fruition and you've got to go on to plan B or even plan C, right? Um, at the end of the day, it's all going to work out. Um, perfecting every detail with your home decor or, or the timing your home sale perfectly isn't necessarily what makes a successful home sale. And compromise is almost always necessary. But luckily, if you've got a good team of professionals, you can relax knowing that we've got your back. And we're monitoring, monitoring all the details behind the scenes. Tip number eight. Don't worry too much if your path is straying from convention. Now, what does that mean? Remember, the rules of thumb and home buying trends are just that. They're meant to be estimates. They're not always facts. They're, I mean, we can watch trends and try to predict everything, but sometimes things change. So if your home search isn't going exactly like your neighbors, it doesn't mean that you are doomed to fail. You hear this all the time. You, you, everyone, we've always got that one person in our family or friend or neighbor or whatever that they go through something in life, buying or selling a home or 
buying a car or moving or trying something new and they have like just the greatest experience right off the bat. And inevitably you try to do the exact same thing and replicate it and it doesn't always go as planned. Happens all the time, not just in real estate, right? Um, it's possible, for example, that seasonality trends may affect sales in your neighborhood, right? So your neighbor who sold in the spring and had this awesome experience in the spring, maybe you waited a few months. I mean, we're hitting fall right now as I'm recording this. And maybe you've been waiting and waiting and waiting because it wasn't your time, right? But now is your time to sell. So you've got a delayed sale. So delaying it to the summer or fall could affect your journey, but not necessarily. It could still end up being the same because we're in a similar market, but it could be a little bit different because just the time of the year, the timing. So according to our National Association of Realtors, the housing market tends to be more competitive during the summer, right? And less competitive during the winter. But it's not a hard and fast rule, especially in the market that we're in today. And every real estate transaction is different. That's why it's important to talk to a local expert about your specific situation, all right? Um, You, getting back to that last part about the summertime being more competitive, you know, you, you always hear it all the time. Your selling months are typically like spring and summer. Those are the main selling months. And, and the data backs that up, right? There are more homes listed and sold in those, you know, five to six months than other times of the year. Conversely, there are more agents that are working at those times of the year too, right? And everyone's out there trying to make their thing. Me personally, while I do well with my own business in the spring and in the summer, in my eight years in business, I've done just as well and in some years better in the winter months, in fourth quarter, than I have in the spring and the summer. So, and and it's always been kind of weird and, and it took me a while to figure it all out, but it's, you know, Typically, there are even fewer homes to sell and even fewer buyers looking in those months. But I finally realized it's because 90% of my competition, which are other agents in the area, aren't working during fourth quarter. They're taking their time off with their families. They're going on their trips and their vacations, or they're just going, yeah, there's nothing to sell. My buyers are all dormant right now. But me, Ron, I keep working. I keep grinding. I keep hustling. And I, I pick up clients, I, I get listings, I get buyers, and I make deals happen all year long, but especially in the fourth quarter. So I stray from the path of convention in my business, and I've now come to expect it. I've now come to embrace it. And so it helps me to prepare all of my sellers and buyers that they could experience the same thing. All right, my last tip, number nine tip. Enlist help early, all right? If possible, call me early in the process. The sooner, the better. We have so much information. You have so much information at your fingertips with this thing called the internet, right? And social media. And a lot of times people think, well, I'm just gonna go along and do as much as I can on my own 
And then when I really need the expert, I'll get the expert, I'll get the agent, right? Or I'll get my lender involved, but I wanna try to go it alone as, as much as possible. Inevitably what happens though is your delay in bringing in an expert or at least consulting with an expert up front will cause delays down the road because as much as you've done your own research and talked to other people on social media or done whatever you've done, um, nine times out of 10, you've missed something. And it's usually something pretty critical, either paperwork wise or inspection wise, or just how the market's going wise. Um, the ability to get in to see a home or, you know, or, or have a buyer ready and waiting for your home. Um, a lot of those things. So my job is to guide you and advocate on your behalf. 100%. That's what my job is. It's not my money. It's your money. Okay. You can't be afraid. And I can't stress this enough. You can't be afraid to lean on me or lean on whoever you're working with, whatever professional you've chosen throughout the process. That is what we eventually get paid for, right? We are here, I am here to ease your burden and make all of your moves as seamless and stress-free as possible. I can't take away every bit of stress, um, but I can wear it as best as I can to take it off your shoulders, okay? And, and any expert that you hire, any agent that you hire, any lender that you hire, that should be their focus. You should be their focus. If they're not, or if you're not their focus, you might have some tough decisions to make with who you're working with. Bottom line, collaborate with a real estate professional and get tailored advice that works for you. No two transactions are the same. No two clients are the same. To think that you can fit into some little square peg, like the other square peg, it's not always gonna happen. Maybe your square peg is bigger than the other one and maybe you're, maybe you're a round peg, you know? So that's what I got. I hope this is informative for you. Um, again, as we go, I, I wanna thank you guys for joining, for watching. If you could leave some comments, leave some feedback, I'd really appreciate it. I am not perfect. Um, this is a new process for me. This is just a way for me. I'm trying to connect with more people. Um, and yeah, I hope you'll stick around and you'll grow with me. Take care. Folks, I appreciate your continued support. If you haven't already done so, please don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Leave your comments and questions below and I'll get back to you when I can. Have a great day.